0: Hello, my name is Anoa Changa. live. This is a late night edition of the Way of Fanoa. Coming to you from the of Army. I'm on Ben's channel because you know Ben's awesome and lets me use his channel. His channel is bigger than mine. I'm really excited because even though I'm about 15 minutes late, I stayed up late though to talk with um, this very awesome, I'm not even gonna say young man, this very awesome brother from the West Coast, brother from another mother doing it like so big right now. Kenneth, how are you doing this evening?
1: Doing good. How are you, Anoa?
0: I'm hanging in there. You know, I told you I stayed up late just for you. (laughs) This is exciting.
1: We got to do it. Uh, revolution never sleeps.
0: I mean, the revolution never sleeps. And this is how we get it going from from coast to coast. Um, You are running for Congress. Like, one that's huge. Congratulations uh, on, on everything that you've been doing so far. And we'll get into the specifics about your campaign and the race. But you're also running as a Green Party candidate. Um, yep so uh, let let's talk about that for a little bit because um, this is a special election and it just seems like it's like the who's who of Democrats showed up to kind of run for the, the seat. But you have chosen to step outside the box. Kudos yeah. and you're exactly. running green. So how how has that been? what can you just talk to me a little bit about what was that process to, to, to have you had you been green? Did you go green? Just talk to me a little bit about um, that, that, that process right there.
1: Yeah, so I got involved last year thanks to Bernie Sanders, who ran in the Democratic Party. So mm-hmm. I went and joined Bernie Sanders in the Democratic Party, and he's actually a socialist. And then we sort of saw what happened, and he got screwed right. over by the DNC. The Hillary camp colluded with him. And so I them exited after the DNC and went green, and I'm proud of it. I'm proud to be representing the Green Party ever since I found the Green Party I'm not looking back because their platform actually resembles many Democrats and many mm-hmm. well, what, well, what Democrats believe in, you know, the right. actual party doesn't believe in it. But but we do. We believe in healthcare as a right, education as a right, clean, renewable energy, you know. And so I'm proud to go green. So that's who I am.
0: Awesome. Awesome. So n- now you're running for you're running for Congress in a special election. Um, there were I can't remember last count how many candidates there were six or six. How many candidates are exactly in your race? There are 23
1: candidates ah, running.
0: 23 altogether. See, I was way off. I knew there were a lot of people. We have a we have a special election down here in Georgia. There's about 17 or 18. So it's a it's a jungle, what do they call them jungle primaries or it's 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 yeah, it's, 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 it's a free lot. for all, right? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Um, so how has that been? Like how has it been with 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 uh how has it been for you as a green candidate in in this race? Um, have you, like, has there been any issues in terms of like any polling that's been done locally or, or like, you know, if they're doing any, like, are they calling people and maybe not leave, maybe not including your name or like, like is how, how has it been? How have, how has it been with you actually just participating in the election thus far from, from that respect?
1: Right. So in terms of the difficulties, when it comes to polling, they actually did poll us and we're polling top six. Oh, these very are- These are the establishment candidates who are running these polls. So being top six in a group of 23 people and as a green is actually very good. But a recent poll, one of my friends got called and they didn't include me in the list. And it just goes to show that Mm -hmm. they're trying to show people that we're not viable, but we are. You Mm -hmm. know, we have a good ground game. We have good volunteers. It's always going to be hard because they have the money. Right. Uh, But but, but we've raised so much money, over $36,000 in three months. With over a thousand donations and we have five hundred volunteers, so we're, we're we're pushing. We have to win, and this is how we're going to win: it's through people power. So,
0: absolutely, you speak in my language, talk about people power. So, talk to me. How has the community's response been? You know, to your presence, to your campaign, um, people five hundred volunteers. That that's impressive. Um, yeah. you know, yeah. like yeah, they so. love
1: it. We have like over three hundred phone bankers. Many of them are from out of state.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And like our our Facebook and our social media game is is huge, and they they're they're, mm-hmm. they're helping us from all over the place. And here on the ground, we have like close to hundred people signed up to knock on doors. Very and good. So community, the community is sick and tired of Democrats. Like LA is mm-hmm. a huge uh, Democratic uh, stronghold, right? But they happened last year. Our local government is all Democrats, and they're receiving money from developers. They're receiving money from health insurance companies. They're receiving money from private prison industries. Mm-hmm. And so they're sick of it. So when we tell them like, oh, we're here representing the Green Party, like, oh, what's that? What are they about? And then we say, well, like we're all former Democrats. And we're actually here to not deport your family, here to provide you health care, here to cancel mm-hmm. your student debt. We're here to provide help, you know, health care. And they're just like, oh my God, like that's awesome because I'm sick and tired of the Democrats. So the reception mm-hmm. is is awesome here um we're not really competing with the republicans and so okay our the good
0: oh very good um so just just thinking about like what you just said about LA being a democratic stronghold is really interesting cuz we just saw the 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 primary for mayor and like turnout was like maybe 10% i believe when i when i last read um you know, we, we, we've seen right. it said over like the past few cycles that Democrats have an enthusiasm issue. And it just sounds like with your campaign and your approach, you're not seeing that as much. So hopefully that, you know, your presence in the race and the way you and your volunteers are engaging people will help bring out those those numbers that are needed to to put you over.
1: Exactly. So 11 percent voted last week. Uh, 550,000 people decided the fate of 11 million people. That That's very sad. Uh, mm-hmm. Five million are registered to vote, but you know only 11% showed up. This is actually going to be an even harder turnout because the special election mm-hmm. is a special election. It's not a regular scheduled election. So people are going to be confused. People are not going to know. It's going to be even lower. But mm-hmm. it actually works to our advantage as well because it's going to be the team that goes out and have these, have these real conversations with the voter. And mm-hmm. our team is doing that. And no commercial or ad is gonna bring a voter out. So hopefully right. our, our conversations and our canvassing and phone banking team will, will, will help us.
0: Oh, very cool. Um, so let's just talk about some of the issues that you're focused on. What are some of the major issues that you're seeing um, in your district and then we can talk about some of the things that maybe you've been more specifically involved in but what are some of the top issues that are facing um, um your district from from the feedback you have began from people or what you've been observing
1: right so the great thing about our campaign and our platform is it was made with the community we talked to mm-hmm. people from oh, la very- and okay. it's community based and one big thing is a huge issue is immigration so mm-hmm. our district is 60 percent, you know latinx uh, 20% Asian, 10% white, 10% the rest like African American and Indigenous and Middle Eastern. So it's it's very diverse. And what we want to do is, they're scared. They're scared of getting deported. They're scared that they won't get health benefits. They're they're scared they won't see their you know parents. So what we want to do is provide full legal status for all immigrants. Republicans obviously don't want to do that, and it's pretty radical. But you know we want to provide full legal status for everyone. And um, that's what we want to do in terms of immigration. Another big issue is housing. Mm-hmm. Housing is a big okay. issue nationwide, especially right. in big cities. Right. You know, there's gentrification happening, like in Brooklyn, there's gentrification mm-hmm. yeah. happening in LA, all these cities. And so, by getting price out of there, there's no affordable housing. People are living on the streets. So, what we want to do is provide public housing low-income housing for for people because public housing is actually something that's frowned upon in in the united states because people think public housing just reminds them of crowded projects Mm low-income people drugs you know you know sadly they think of people of color and what we want to do is public housing in europe they actually it's mixed income it starts off as low-income people who get priority but then let's say you get up off your off your feet they let you stay there and they actually help you find housing if you want to move out of public housing. So public housing would make housing a right. So what we want to do is provide housing as a right. And the mm-hmm. third big issue is health care. We want to provide single payer Medicare for all as the richest nation on earth and as the only developed nation to provide health care, not to provide health care. It's, it's a disgrace. And both Democrats and Republicans don't want to push for single payer. So mm-hmm. that's what we want to do. Those are three big issues that we want to fix.
0: So, very, so good. very good. I just want to touch, want to on, to touch on what you just, what said, you just said, about said about the, um, um about the, uh, public housing for a second. Um, what you, you just made a really good point about the negative connotation, right. About the provision of affordable housing opportunities. We see the same thing with being able to even like people's use of section eight vouchers, right. It's usually frowned upon. It's very difficult for people who have vouchers to get, um, rental assistance in particular neighborhoods or areas and stuff because, you know, Oh, those people, that type of thing. So, so that, that is actually combating the stigma and then making, you know, housing affordable and open and available people. That's a very interesting, interesting. dynamic. And, and, and you're right, it is something that's necessary. Um, I worked in Chicago for a bit after law school and and um, the, uh, the waiting list for public housing in Chicago had just opened up and it was like the first time in like 10 years or whatever, the waiting list, like just the waiting list. So the waiting list for public housing in Chicago, and mind you, Chicago public housing was like mostly vacant too at the time, right? Mm-hmm. It's gone under radical um redevelopment, but still like the waiting list have been closed for 10 years. So you couldn't even apply to wait. It is just it's just and I know like in other places that there is an overload on the existing system. And we've just seen um the recent proposal with 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 cuts to 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 HUD assistance. Um right. You know, just just position. So so you, you touch on something that's very real because it's something that's happening, you know, all across the country. And then you look at issues in terms of living wage and and just like exactly. you're saying, you know, with the need for health care. I mean, I, I think you, you have found a good intersection of issues that that directly um, touch people's, I mean, everyday lived experience and not just some what they say about us, quote unquote, pie in the sky. Um. I understand
1: <laughs> Hell, like like I'm proud. I'm proud the Green Party is eco-socialist and and you know the fact that Bernie Sanders won in our district it's the only district mm-hmm. in LA to win for Bernie.
0: Oh really? Okay. It means, it
1: means it's huge, you know? Like when we talk about these issues there's also a social socioeconomic factor besides the economic factors. Socially it affects people's lives, you know? Like you you're not happy your parents are, are are struggling you don't see your kids you don't you know you're, you're worried about whether you're going to go to school or whether you're going to see your dad or whether you're going to have to pay for your rent or pay for your health care and and it's really it's really sad and and it really it really affects everybody so all these issues mm-hmm. we're fighting for is interconnected so
0: um, just just kind of going along. You're right, they are all interconnected. And, and just going along with some of the immigration, like we just said immigration is a serious concern issue. And I know for a lot of people and activists have been saying it's been an issue, but we've seen this 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 increase in frenzied activity as a result of um the first, you know, well the the, the increase in ice raids um under Trump and then the first, you know, ban, and now the second one, which I think I just read earlier. Um, There was a judge in Hawaii that made a ruling in terms of the second one, which is going into effect um, tomorrow or, or supposed to go into effect tomorrow. But like, so how do you see, because there is so much work that already has to be done, right? How do you see, you know, your work or any challenges in this age of, quote unquote, resist Trump? I mean, do you still just approach everything the same way or is there a heightened sense of urgency now because of some of the moves he's been making?
1: Right. So when it comes to Trump, there is there is the resistance age right now. You know, we're all resisting. We're all sort of awake. Woke. Right. Everyone says woke these days. So what we have to do is not only do we resist against Trump, but we got to fight for better is what I tell people when it comes to immigration and the whole Muslim ban. Two. I know this is gonna go into effect tomorrow. Mm-hmm. We have to do what we did last time is we gotta to rally to the streets, like in LAX, we packed that. I'm sure in the East Coast, all mm-hmm. over the place, your airports we were there. Like it's literally that's literally people power in itself. Because from a government capacity, our government can't do anything, you know? It's a majority Republican Congress, a Republican president. And the only way we could fight this is on the streets here at home, and basically shutting. To me, I think we need to shut things down, and it, you know. But we also have to not only just resist and shut things down, but we got to fight for better. You know, we got to say, "Hey, we want full legal status for all these people." We want to say, "Hey, the reason why they're coming here is because they're getting bombed by U.S. by the U.S. military. We're actually creating a situation where these people become refugees, and so they have no other place to go." you know we have to we sort of have to realize like well why are they coming here well, well well maybe it's because of us imperialism or something you know or maybe it's because we're over there trying to fight wars on oil and we're, we're 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 exploiting them and the people that are suffering so they want to come here for a better life so that's sort of how you know we'd resist on the streets at the airports but we'd fight for hey you know full legal status hey let them in on, hey stop these wars on oil and all these wars on you know, US imperialism for, for masked as a humanitarian mission, which is really not. So that's sort of how I would do it. And in Congress, what we want to do is, if elected is make sure that, you know, in the short term, since we can't pass anything, even I can't, even a Democrat can't because a Republican has a majority. The short term is we have to fight for something. And Mm -hmm. we have to call out our representatives across the aisle, Democrat and Republican who are not on board with us and vote him out for next election. So we could actually pass legislation that could help these people.
0: So how do you, so let's, let's, let's fast forward um, to, to, to after election day when you win, cause we're going to claim it. You're going to win. <laughs> so let's fast forward. How do you propose to, to be able to get some of the things done that you want to get done? Um, you know, yeah. So as as because you would, if I'm if I remember correctly, you would be the first green in Congress. Is that correct?
1: Yeah, I'd be the first green in Congress.
0: Very cool. So so how would that I mean, would you be like just young Bernie? <laughs> like how would that work for you? Um, I mean,
1: like what I tell people is well, how do you they ask, they ask? Like, how are you going to work with Democrats or Republicans? And we're sort of at this age where it's it's time to cut like the do you cuss on the show? No, right? It's like
0: no no it's no, like, you're good. You're fine, I do. <laughs> Be you.
1: It, it's time to cut the bullshit, like for real. Like mm-hmm. Democrats and Republicans, it's it's not a matter of us working with these government officials. It's a matter of them working with the people. And this is what the people want. A majority of them want legislation like healthcare or education
0: mm-hmm.
1: or you know, protecting our environment. It's not a matter of, well, how are you gonna, are you gonna try to tote a party line and then, you know, try to be a Democrat? I told I told the LA Times and all these interviews, I'm like, I'm gonna work with anyone who gives a damn about the people. So to be honest, and we, we said these at debates and at forums is it's mm-hmm. gonna be tough to pass anything with a Republican majority. To be honest, we're not gonna pass like anything in Congress the first year and a half but what we can do though is in the short term is we could introduce legislation let's say single payer right and if we see like 100 democratic representatives who don't co-sponsor it we're going to remember that for next election which is in a year and we're going to tell their constituents like hey your congressman didn't vote for this or there's 100 republicans who voted for trump and now they're cutting medicare or medicaid and those are Republicans that want to support single payer, you know, which would provide health insurance for the, the elder generation or the low income families. Going to be Like, hey, those Republican Congress people didn't vote for that either. So the next year and a half, our, our strategy in Congress is to build up a movement, mm-hmm. put tabs on people who don't give a damn about their constituents. <laughs> and then once 2018 comes, vote them the hell out. You know, mm-hmm. like if we're being honest, not even these Democrats who are running against will have the power to do anything. Like you hear them talking about like, oh, I have all this experience. I'm like, you're going to do shit like 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 you're going to do anything against these Republicans because um, they, they have a majority. And the, the, the most effective way you could do this in this Re- Republican majority is to have a movement behind. I believe our campaign has a huge movement. It's not good enough to be progressive anymore. Even the establishment mm-hmm. are using progressive
0: now. Yes, it's or grassroots. Enough- yeah. It's not
1: enough to be progressive or grassroots. You have to be revolutionary. You got to speak your mind and you got to, I don't even. I don't even like saying "speak truth to power" because everyone's saying that too. So
0: I know, isn't it's so bad? But they start co-opting everything. Um, every- uh, Terry, Terry in the uh, in the chat room said, "Yes, propose, educate, and expose." I like, exactly. I like those <laughs> catchphrases no, like that.
1: The thing is, like, we're we're just regular people running to be in office because regular people are not in office for real. Mm. It's like fifty. The average age is fifty-seven years old. Like these people don't represent us. They don't represent the, the 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 communities of color. They don't represent LA. You know, it's mm-hmm. <laughs> these people are making decisions for us. So it's time to be real. Like for real. <laughs> like I don't know how else to put it. Right, right. Expose. Expose.
0: Yeah, she said, she said propose, educate, and expose. I'm like, yeah, I like that. I like um, that. so what are what are some of the ch- I mean, obviously I, I can figure it out, but just talk with us. What are some of the challenges in 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 the race, you know, thus far? um, since you've been getting started, I know you mentioned, you know, being able to raise as much money as other candidates or, um, maybe have there been certain endorsements or just, just have there been any obstacles or issues, um, that have come up?
1: Right. I mean, now the, the hard part is, is we're a hundred percent volunteer run. Mm-hmm. We don't, and anybody. you're working
0: full-time too, right? Still?
1: Oh yeah. I'm still a worker, man. I'm 26. I'm still working, trying to pay these damn bills. And <laughs> like, it's tough. But, you know, this is what we tell people is, like, if you want to model a real grassroots campaign, this is it. We don't mm-hmm. have a, we're 100% volunteer run. People are putting in their time, effort, and energy into this campaign. And you know, one of our volunteers said, Kenny, I'm I'm, Kenneth, I'm taking a a week off a vacation to help you. I'm like, damn, that's your vacation. Like, you don't have to do that. But you know, that that's sort of how much drive and and, and love they have, because they see they see the big picture here, they know that if this is going to open doors. So the hardest part would definitely be like time. There's not enough time, especially when you're not paid to do what you're doing. And it's, it's something that we need to have we have the volunteers it's just finding the 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 time now to keep cranking out things you know so um i would say that's that's probably the biggest thing and not having enough money is always Mm -hmm. a a big issue because all these people are sending mailers and commercials and you know but we i'm confident if we keep up our our face-to-face conversations we're going to win this election so
0: absolutely absolutely so what can folks do to help you? Um when is when is the election actually? It's April
1: 4th. April 4th is the election.
0: April 4th. And okay.
1: It's an it's an open primary, so mm-hmm. anyone can vote regardless of their party affiliation.
0: Oh, and, very good.
1: Right. So if you want to get involved, we have phone bankers from out of state, we have a script, we have a website, super easy. And you can just go to Mejia4Congress.com, M-E-J-I-A 4 mejia for congresscom And all the info is there. One hour a day, 19 days left to make history. And we're going to win, like, or we're going to at least put up a fight, you know, so.
0: Well, you are definitely, you are definitely putting up a fight. And uh, someone else from the chat room said, what is this? I've been told that millennials are all uninformed and lazy. I guess Mr. Mejia must be a lot older than he looks. Um, that's hilarious. Yeah. So, so you are, I mean, like you said, you're 26, um, yeah. you're running for Congress. You're doing what a lot of us, uh, uh, older folks have not yet been able to do.
1: I should be at the club right now or doing something. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no,
0: seriously though, what motivated you to run? I didn't even ask you this. What motivated you to run in the first place?
1: Well, my whole life, I always knew things were messed up. So, you know, growing up with a single mother, raising mm-hmm. four kids and growing up in part of LA, you know, wasn't best, but, you know, we had enough and thank God we have enough. I'm privileged just to even have a house, mm-hmm. like to live with somebody, even though we had like seven people live in a household. Right. Uh, so my whole life, I always wanted to help people. Like growing up, I'd give ask my mom for money to give to home to the homeless, to give food, and then When it came to politics i actually never cared for politics because politics sucks it's so corrupt i mean it still is uh but i saw bernie sanders and he sort of hope in politicians and so but he's a public servant so that's the biggest Mm -hmm. thing so thank god to bernie i got involved i ran last year in the democratic party i got 1177 write-in votes with two months of campaigning and okay. after I got screwed and endorsed Hillary. I'm like, all right, well, there's another public servant out there, Jill Stein. I love her too. So then, you know, that's how I I got involved with the Green Party, and I'm gonna keep going. And mm-hmm. you know, th- this is the only way you can uh, you you, you can bring about change is you got to take power because no one's gonna, you're not gonna get it if you just sit there and be disaffected like I was before. So,
0: um, so, so speaking of Jill Stein, you. I uh, now see because I try and keep up with your events and stuff. See what's going on. So not only you you have actually been endorsed. You you're running as a Green Party candidate, but you've actually been endorsed by the the party, right?
1: Yep, endorsed by the party. Jill Stein. We had a rally on Sunday with her.
0: Yes, it was. That's what that's why I was just about to ask you. You had because I can't remember if you just had the rally or if it was happening this Sunday. Because like I said, I do try and keep up with what's going on with your campaign and stuff. Like I said, you because seriously, like I don't know if people get how. Like even though it's California, it does not directly impact me in that respect. But having someone else who would be advocating for issues that I definitely care about, you know, absolutely matters. But like you're so motivational, right, and inspirational, and the way you and all your volunteers and folks are like grinding and really, really getting it in, like it's so. I do try and keep. I do try and keep watching. Shout out to Aaron <laughs> who keeps me up to date on what you're doing and stuff. way, what's up? Yeah, but 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 so 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 how has because I asked you about the green party for that, but how was it you know having the rally with Jill and having the support because that's that's crucial um, to to have that support and and and, the, and that 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 like people being able to say yeah that's our guy like that it's good to have a squad you know right um, so how has that been.
1: It's humbling, it's so humbling to actually have a party to endorse us and to have a presidential candidate support us who everyone knows like worldwide, mm-hmm. and it's amazing, like meeting Jill she's so humble, she's so relaxed, she actually like gives a damn like she's actually uh, a non person of color, a white lady who actually gives a damn about people of color <laughs> like I, I i feel it like I feel it from her and um she when I when I met her I, like I was chilling with her in the back seat of the car to drop her off at her hotel, mm-hmm. and she, she's just as you like me and you like mm-hmm. she just has a regular conversation. She sits down on a regular table. She doesn't have to be in a special room during a rally. She she takes pictures with everybody and she really connects with people. And she she listens. She she listens mm-hmm. like she doesn't tell people. <laughs> what to do <laughs> so i'm very thankful I, I i love jill stein and she helped us raise like 15 grand in a week which nice. is awesome very nice and, and very proud to have her by our by side
0: very nice very nice so you said 19 days 19 days so what's coming up next do you have any more events um, you guys can definitely go, go to the website. Um, I'll make sure that to, to, to tweet out and link in the video when it's up on YouTube also, um, links to all your stuff as well as in the body of, of the iTunes and, and Spreaker and stuff. But so what's coming up next and then what, what are some needs, what's, what are some things you need from folks to help you make it across the finish line?
1: Yeah. So 19 days left. We need people to hit the phones, hit the ground, knocking on doors. We're asking for one hour of your time. If you have one hour and you only get three supporters, that's great because we have three. If you have like two hundred volunteers on one day, three supporters in one hour is six hundred votes right there.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So, and we only need like a couple, maybe over ten thousand to win or to get like uh, going to the runoff. So, please sign up to volunteer. It's gonna be really important because. You know, commercials are not going to win this and daily mailers are not going to win this. Real conversations are going to win this election. And our plan for the next three weekends, because we have left, is to get out the vote. I'm going to have some meeting greets. All my calendar events are on my Facebook or on my website at MahiaForCongress.com, and you can check out everything we're doing. I'll be at uh, the border on Saturday, next Saturday, to okay. speak on immigrant rights. So that's going to be humbling and a humbling experience as well. So Yeah, help out if you can. If you live in L.A., knock on doors with us every weekend, every day. If you live out of state, make phone calls. It's super easy. We have a script. It's free. Yeah, one hour.
0: (laughs) So, okay, so, um, yeah, so we have – so you – I just lost my train of thought because again, it is, I'm on the, I'm in Atlanta. I'm on the East coast. It is almost midnight. I stayed up to talk with Cannon. Forgive me everybody for forgetting my thought. I had, oh, hold on for one second. Um, But, but, but I like, I just, I, so let me just go back so I can find my place again. So you, you talked earlier about a lot of different issues and stuff. And you talked about the diversity of the community you're working in. How, like over the last several years, right, we've seen, All this increased activism and organizing efforts and from what it sounds like you're saying is like not just only are you organizing within, you know, the volunteers to have the turnout for this election, but just even thinking about, it almost sounds like when you go to Congress, it'd be an organizing of your fellow, you know, congressional representatives as well. Um, how has you know experiences maybe over the past few years in your life or or like you said, growing up with a single mother, growing up where you grew up, how has that prepared you though, for this process and being able to get out there and talk to people?
1: I think growing up you know from a single mother and then talking to the community and seeing friends with single moms or low income families or just seeing people struggle, it sort of changes your perspective on a lot of things, so my thought process to people who complain about, oh, my God, the, there's a new phone. Uh, uh, I want to get the new iPhone or, oh, my God, Kim Kardashian or, you know, Beyonce or like they just my perspective is is like that, that stuff doesn't matter to me anymore. You know, mm-hmm. I'm very thankful about what I have or had. I'm very fortunate. I'm very lucky. I'm very privileged. So when I run for Congress or talk to the community, I sort of. You know, listen, put my, put, I, I give perspective. I don't judge like what people do. Mm-hmm. I try to understand their point of view and sort of remember how I was raised and where I came from as well. Because a lot of people don't do that. If you don't have perspective, it's going to be harder for you to try to relate to people. And and then and in doing that, you're not going to pass good legislation or people are not going to believe you. So I think it prepared me well enough to when I go to these meet and greets or do these rallies, I sort of before I speak to people, I sort of look at it from their perspective mm-hmm. or I try to put myself in the shoes of someone who lives on the streets or someone who mm-hmm. doesn't have health care or someone who who can't afford to go to school. So uh, it, it made me relatable, like like relatable to people. So
0: mm-hmm.
1: that mm-hmm. sort of, yeah, it prepared me.
0: I mean that's crucial though too Because we need people who understand what it is You know to be a real Like person and and even if you like you just said Even if you have not specifically Because there are going to be a lot of people that you represent That you won't necessarily have that specific Experience but being able to Empathize empathy is is Lacking so much in our current Mm -hmm. Political discourse and I mean just look at all these Republicans And Trump right now who are claiming they're making America better and they're about to you know, make it more difficult. Or like we talked to, like you pointed out with Democrats weren't willing to fight for, for single payer. I mean, if if we're really caring and putting people first, right. I mean, healthcare, we would not even, it'd be, it'd be a no brainer. I mean, so, so I think what you just said is like, we need somebody like you who, who gets that, that, that empathy is, is strong and it's necessary.
1: Exactly. And you know, that's, that's hoping that's, That's what we want to want to bring, you know. So, Mm -hmm. you know, people who are about to get deported or who are going to lose their homes because of gentrification don't—they don't don't give a damn about what's on the news right now about, Mm -hmm. like, you know, MTV or something. You know, Um, it's just perspective that that's going to carry you you far. I think. So,
0: So how do you how do you see? how do you see, do you see your support group? Do you see folks being able to stay organized post-election to maybe serve as, not necessarily, I don't think that you're going to necessarily need um, a, a team to keep you accountable, but maybe even just backup community support for for that engagement process, like you were describing, like being able to hold, help hold other folks accountable as well. It seems like you would need to keep kind of the band together so to speak to be able to make sure that's done or do you see that as part of a, an evolution in this movement moment we've all been in as David to steal David Cobb's phrase um that we just need to kind of work this is something that we need to start doing together is 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 starting to, to make note and identify who's doing what in congress and holding them accountable and responsible down the line and not just waiting to vote them out
1: Right. And I think our our group here that we have, at least in LA and on Facebook too, we have so many people following us. I think everyone's right. organized. They're ready to go. Right. They they just need that like that breakthrough to happen. Something needs to happen, like radical, like revolutionary, like a freaking Green Party member winning in Congress. Like that needs to happen. <laughs> like something, something needs to jump start these these people in the into the electoral process, you know? And I believe if we do win, we'll we'll still have that base in groups worldwide who are going to keep people accountable. Because I I tell people if we win in 2017, people are going to win in 2018. Campaigning starts in December for 2018 right now. So we're going to open the doors for Greens worldwide, and it's going to be huge. And so I'm not worried about the people. I think they're going to see what happens with our election, and they're going to carry it on in any other state or any other district. To keep mm-hmm. their, their people accountable. So
0: absolutely. Um, one of the things that I just that one of my lessons that I from just watching the Bernie Sanders campaign over, you know, for all that time, it just looked like at some point, or not at some point, for a good portion of time, it seemed like the main the, the official campaign was trying to run a traditional political campaign, even though we were in the middle of creating, you know, the greatest political insurgency in the modern American political era and and it just seems like you've been able to capture not just that spirit but really like you said it's a 100% volunteer run grassroots you know people to people making those connections and it just seems like that's a model that maybe could work that we really need to be working on replicating nationwide and not just through like the different organizations that come up but like local people need to stand up and 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 really like take charge. Uh, right. I know it might seem daunting, but look, if you can do it instead of going to the club.
1: <laughs> right. And I used to be, as a person who goes to the club, like I'm a hip hop dancer. I'm a DJ. Like that's, that's what I used to Same be. Say
0: words. See, you, yo, yeah, that yeah. seems to be part of your, your pitch. You as a hip hop dancer a DJ. Yeah,
1: I was a hip hop dancer. I have a YouTube channel doing hip hop choreography. I'm a DJ too. And so like I'm the ones and twos. I do, I do like I used to be a physical trainer, a trainer at the gym. Dude, I do it all, but you know, this is this is this is what matters though. Helping others is the big thing.
0: Yeah. Um so the question, do you do you, I'm not sure if you know this off the top of your head. What is the median age in your of voters in your district? Do you know?
1: I'd say it's like older, like maybe over forty, like around there.
0: Mm-hmm. And how have with 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 that slightly older? Because then you know that that's that is part of the thing that everyone keeps saying. Even though millennials are definitely a force, um, um, my sis Yami she said folks need to see that they need to see your use that they need to see your move. So you should probably bust the move, I guess, um, <laughs> ahead of election day. But how has how has with, with 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 older voters? You know how has the response been to you? I mean because you are um by some measures young ish. Um so yeah. how has that how has that been received or doesn't does it matter? Are people just ready for for a a a, a forward moving change?
1: Yeah so we get all types of responses from the, the mm-hmm. older generation. You know, when they think about us, you know, we're we're too young. You're 26, you know, they're like, oh, you do you have a job and you know we tell them like yeah I do. I graduated college in two and a half years I'm a certified public accountant when I was 22. I've been working oh, wow. six, I've been working six years I, I I was an auditor auditing companies making sure their books are right there's these are fortune 500 billion dollar companies
0: mm-hmm. so like I
1: have a like i I have an understanding about the damn economy and about finances more than I bet these candidates do mm-hmm. but you know I don't talk about it so but when I throw that to these to the older generation, I like oh my god I didn't know that and they're like okay maybe i'll take you seriously so you you have that sort of typical response that we're too young mm-hmm. then you also have the response was that when they actually see us they think like damn he's so radical like this is the change we need but then you have the other side of that is like oh i'm not sure if i could handle that like i'm a little you know he, he's a little too revolutionary or radical for my thing <laughs> so <laughs> you know but you know what we tell them is like that's like look, look where we what we do is try to make people think about where we got it in the past forty years. We at this point, of crap. And if you think about the past forty years, it's been Republicans and Democrats. So when you sort of think about chronologically how we got here and all the shady crap that Democrats and Republicans are doing, like think about it like that. Like you're right. I ended up here the past forty years because of a two party system who doesn't care about us people here. And so once they realize that and this goes for any age you're like you're right and i think you represent something different we're not we don't talk like i don't talk like a politician as you can tell i'm not politically correct but for the most part those are the the, the reception we get from the older generation mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so uh so uh yeah so anyway yeah, i was, I was anyway I was, up I was, up I was with what was going you know, on in the in the chat room this, this conversations buzzing so that's where the conversation the question came from about the age but just in time and kind of um oh yami my friend yami said she said be the good grandson she said frame yourself like jfk 2.0 best of the next generation works well on the elders is her tip but I, i i do like what you're saying and and i think that Regardless of what happened, and again, definitely rooting for you. We're gonna we're gonna claim it. Um, but you you are doing something you know very very not just valuable and awesome, but like I said again, inspiring. Um, because I'm sure people may have told you, oh, you know, yeah. I'm sure you've gotten some off comments. But at the same time, like you know, going strong and standing with your beliefs, we that's what we need, right? We need people who are willing to say. I believe in this. This is what I'm standing for. I'm willing to put it on the line for you. I just need you to vote. You know, vote for me because I'm willing to put it on the line for you. Um, and 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 when we're looking at like kind of this 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 field, not just in your race, but just at large right now, when we're looking at these upcoming midterm elections, um, you know, the, 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 it's so disheartening the way the Democrats are willing to double down on the same old, same old, and not step out and listen to people. We just heard this week, you know, Bernie Sanders had a town hall and he was in um, McDowell County, West Virginia. And we listened to people who voted for Donald Trump talking about how healthcare for, talking about healthcare for all, right? Like that resonates with Americans. And it sounds like from your, from your experience, you've been talking to people about the issues and it resonates with the voters. So, Um, Do you have any closing thoughts or words? Because I'm really like, I'm really pulling for you. I really hope that you will be (laughs) successful in this endeavor.
1: Well, first of all, I want to say thank you to Noah and the Progressive Army, Benjamin Dixon. Shout out to him. Thank you for having me on your show. You know, being interviewed by many progressives, you know, like Debbie, the same progressive, Steve, the real progressive. You have Jimmy Dore who interviewed us. We have Tim Black, and now it's Anoa. You're actually like, uh, you're like, you're on our interviewer uh, list lineup. I know it's so, pretty awesome. Thank you, thank you for uh, for giving us this opportunity in this space. Final words. My name is Kenneth Mejia, If you all joined this late, I'm a 26 year old running for Congress, representing the Green Party. I was born and raised by a single mother from the Philippines. She raised me and three siblings and she made sure education was the thing I had to receive in order to advance. And I did that and graduated college in two years, two and a half years. I'm a certified public accountant. Got it when I was 22 years old and I've been working six years in finance. I quit last year because, Bernie Sanders inspired me to run for Congress and I ran last year in the Democratic Party, got 1,177 riding votes, but I lost. <laughs> and so, but I'm not quitting, you know, I'm going to keep going. December came up and our congressman vacated his seat and now we're here again. And we really want to bring power back to the people. I don't really care about, you know, the billionaire corporations or what the, the billionaire corporate parties think about us. All I care about is what the lgbtq community thinks what people of color think what immigrants think what single mothers think you know what people who are marginalized and oppressed by a system that doesn't give a damn about them that has been created by both the two party system that's who i think about i try to do everything i can in my power to represent the community to the fullest i'm very outspoken i i, I try to speak for the voiceless and i'm here to bring power back to the people so That's who I am. My election's April 4. It's an open primary. It's in Los Angeles, District 34. Please come out and help us volunteer, donate. Go to mejiaforcongress.com, M-E-J-I-A. You can learn all about us. And thank you, Anoa and the Progressive Army.
0: I appreciate you so much for doing this and staying up. And Well, you didn't have to stay up. I stayed up. But I'm so happy that we got to have this conversation. And Definitely want to follow up with you again um, to chat and see more about what's going on, what you're working on. Um, and hopefully we'll be talking about you moving. Cause it's the, so this, this special election is just a primary and then there, or is this just, just, just the this special is election? Is it? The
1: first one's a primary.
0: Okay. 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 And so, so it's so, so there's a runoff process. Or if, some, how does that
1: work? if someone gets over 50%, they win everything. Okay, if gets it. It's top two, and then we advance to okay. it.
0: Okay, so we are shooting for either over fifty percent or top two. Okay, Yeah, we need help. So- <laughs> okay, okay, definitely. So I'll make sure just to share all the links that that Kenneth mentioned. Um, if you guys can, um, okay. So so my 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 one of my editors, um. Patrick Hopkins, shout out to Patrick. Patrick does some editing for me for for blog writing, things like that. So he's also a super researcher. He said that the median age in your district is 34.2. So there are 110, 35 to 44 year olds, 92,000 are 45 to 54, 141 are 25 to 34. So it seems like you got a good mix um, going on in your census, your census in that area. I'll just have to just message you Patrick's information if you need help with uh, the research. (laughs) Sorry, Patrick. Um, um, Michael said, cool. I wrote in Kenneth last year and I'm voting for him again. Great. So happy to see people coming in. Um, we are wrapping up, but Kenneth really, though, I, like I said, you're very inspiring. I'm rooting for you. Uh, whatever links and stuff you need me to share, I'll definitely make sure we get it out and get it blasted and and, and shared around because brother, we need you. Um, we absolutely need you. So thank you so much for joining me tonight.
1: No, thank you. Thank you. And thank you, Progressive Army. Thank you, Benjamin Dixon Show. Shout out to everyone watching this. Peace and love.
0: Yeah, and I'll get the Facebook Live working. <laughs> Look, I'm not the tech person. I, I'm 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 just the looks and, and the talent. Uh, shout out to David Grossman, my, my producer, who who I did not I did not badger him to stay up late with us. But um, we will we will our next time we'll make sure we have the Facebook and stuff going too. But I appreciate you, Kenneth, for your for your patience, and we'll make sure to get this plastered everywhere. So thank you.
1: All right, awesome. Keep up right. the posts. I love your posts.
0: Thank you.